now. Welcome to Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T. Love. And tonight we are going to talk about the art of seduction. We have researched and found eight top things that we should pay attention to in, in seducing someone. These are our eight top picks when we are using the art of seduction, which is something that is not used or even seen nowadays because it is no longer an art. No one practices it. And what's important about that is that, you know, when you're going or you're learning, or you're dating actually, you want to be able to know certain signs and watch for certain things and understand the body language so that you can best know how to approach an individual. Absolutely. Knowing how to approach a person or learning about a person is very important in the art of seduction. Most people don't take the time to know their partner, learn their partner, or anyone that they're remotely interested in. It's a rushed rush kind of thing. And so, no one takes the time. So let's be, let's begin. So Professor, let's start off with yes. no, let's start off with number one. What is the number one lesson? In learning the art of seduction, stop being needy. And when I say stop being needy, do not let anyone see how thirsty or hungry you are for a relationship, love, or affection. A lot of times we wear that like a badge. We we let everyone know we're rushing into something. We cannot be needy. We have to take our time and gather our thoughts about ourselves first. And if we're comfortable with ourselves, then the need won't show. It won't be as evident. And even if you feel needy, you feel that neediness coming on, don't give in. You know, the important thing is that your needs will be met at some point down the line, but not now. And it's very important to keep that in mind because sometimes what we tend to do when we're becoming so needy, because you know, we might've gone through a desert, meaning that we were starved. And a lot of people have been emotionally starved, even if they're in, if in their old relationship, they may have been emotionally starved. So that's when that neediness comes on and we have to be very wary to tame that. Just a little bit, just tame it a little bit. Don't you think, Professor? Absolutely, you brought up a very good point. A lot of times when we are coming out of a relationship or we don't have a relationship and we we were neglected emotionally or mentally or even physically. It is easy for someone to see our hunger and desire to be in a new relationship. So that need shows up and it's evident 
And that is when we make ourselves very vulnerable. And that's why it's important to take your time before you go and look for another person. You know, you need to heal from that. You need to figure out what is it that will make you feel comfortable so that you can make a better informed decision and not rush out there into a new relationship because being needy presents vulnerability. And that's how we get preyed upon. Well, that's absolutely right. You know, now let's not get it twisted about vulnerability. Um, vulnerable, being vulnerable is important, okay? Because sometimes people tend to put on a hard edge and think that, you know, everything is brush it off the shoulder, brush it off, the, off your collars. But in this sense about vulnerability is that don't show your cards right away. Just don't. Don't reveal your hand too quickly. And I'm not saying suppress. I'm just saying don't show your hand right away. Give the person a chance to talk to you, to see who you are. Have light conversation first. And then when you see, because remember, we're talking about learning to see certain signs and signals. Just, just a lot of times you can learn a lot by just having a conversation. So learn how to have the conversation mm -hmm. first before you start the romance. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. So what would be the second step in regards to the art of seduction? To relax. Take your time. A lot of times we are too much in a rush to get into the next relationship or to find someone. Somewhere along the line, there is an internal clock that we either get from our community, our family, our culture, our race, society, that says that we need to be in a relationship right now, that we need to find a mate right now, that we need to have a partner right now. And a lot of times you don't. Sometimes you need to take your time and you need to assess what you need. You need to figure out what you need and be comfortable with it. You need to relax. We, t we're under we, put up we put too much pressure on ourselves to find someone, especially if we're making power moves and we're moving up the corporate ladder or we're, we're out there and we're being an entrepreneur or a new artist. Don't you agree with that? Well, I think it's I think it's very very important that we relax because mm -hmm. I feel that when you you know when you reduce the stress you reduce anxiety. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're anxious, and anxiousness mm -hmm. leads to anxiety. Anxiety causes mm -hmm. excitement. It causes your heart to palpitate. Don't get me wrong. If you see somebody looking fly. They look good to you. They look like you want to eat them up right on the spot. That's 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 natural. You know that's natural a natural anxiousness. But what I'm talking about is that when you know that it's it's been a minute for you, um, in terms of a relationship, or you know like the professor uh, alluded to about being thirsty. Well, thirsty means you're not relaxed. Thirsty means you're just anxious. 
So learn how to calm yourself down. Find ways to calm yourself mm-hmm. down. Use music to reduce the stress, to lower the blood pressure. Find an atmosphere. If you are meeting someone for the first time, find an atmosphere that is conducive to calmness. I think a lot of times we make the mistake. We meet people at places that make a lot of noise, for instance. And I'm not saying they're not places to meet people, but it just a little, sometimes when it's just a little too busy, there's too much distraction, and you really can't focus on the individual like you should. Do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to focus on ourselves as well as the individual. Because when we, we don't focus on ourselves, which is really the primary person, we make mistakes. And then that's when we in situations or relationship that's not fulfilling. We don't get what we need and we don't know what we need. That's why we must take our time. That's right. Because when you're relaxed, you make better decisions, let's face it. When you get a good night's <laughs> sleep, you when you get a good night's sleep, you're rested, you make better decisions. Most importantly, always find a way to slow yourself down. We live in a very fast-paced culture, fast-paced society, especially here in the United States. We want Burger King type relationships you know we order it we have it our way and that's the end but we make a we make the big mistake by not relaxing trying to check out the scene first check out the person give yourself the time and the space to find out about the individual the way you do that is by making sure your mind is relaxed you are relaxed and you're in a relaxed setting. Absolutely, absolutely. So what would be the third step in the art of seduction, Professor? To be playful. A lot of times, we, as we get older in life, we get more serious. We lose that childlike part of us. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to be playful right away with the new person that we were with. But sometimes just being playful with yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously. Don't don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so critical. And then when you do get involved with someone, you want to make that relationship light and enjoyable too. You want to be, be able to be playful with that person as well. A lot of times we lose that because we're, like you said, this is a fast-paced world. We're like, boom, 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 boom. Everything got to get done now, 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 now. And we wind up missing up. We wind up missing out on things. And that, what do you think? Well, you know that you know that's that we do miss out on things because, you know, you mentioned something about making power moves. You know, we all trying to make power moves and. We trying to be upperly mobile, mobile, and you know we're trying to do things to you know generate more re- revenue. You were making, we're networking, making all these connections, but a lot of times, you know, one thing that's very important is that that's serious stuff. And don't get me wrong, when you're on your grind and you're trying to get that paper, you want to be serious. But when you're dealing with meeting someone or getting to know someone 
it doesn't require you to be that serious. It requires you right. to be playful because people want to know that you're playful. Listen, if if they're going to meet you and all you're going to talk is this power deal that you made today, I'm going to tell you right now from personal experience, that is boring. It's boring. <laughs> Don't get you don't me want wrong. to hear about all those right. details, huh? <laughs> right. I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I like a person that got their paper. And, you know, of course, that means, you know, if I'm hanging out with you and we both making paper, we'll take care of each other, you know, right. That's fine. But when you're initially meeting someone, they want to see that you, you, you're playful. Because I find when you're playful, you know, you're attractive. You know, and playfulness also signals non-aggression. Meaning that, you know, you let, you know, there's less of an edge. And I, I find there's a tendency, Professor, for people when they meet each other, they got too much edge. They got too much of a rough edge or hard edge on them when they meet someone and they forget to tone that down. Take it down a couple of notches. What do you think about that? You know, you brought, that's another excellent point. And I want to um, bring up the fact that, um, because we lose that playful edge, you're right. We can be seen as rough and rugged or, you know, hard to get next to. And that has been something that is a stereotype that has been associated with many black women, mm-hmm. that we are not soft, right. that we are hardened, mm-hmm. we are... Um, cruel, we mm-hmm. are rude, mm-hmm. we are aggressive, mm-hmm. and because of the things that we have to do in our community for whatever the reasons, we sometimes are not as playful or relaxed or able to let our hair down, mm-hmm. and that becomes a problem when we are encountering um, someone to be a potential mate and to have a relationship that has been a stereotype has, that has plagued black women and it's gotten worse over the years right you know or it seems to have gotten worse mm-hmm. I, I can't really say that's an absolute mm-hmm. but I mean as far as social media is concerned every time you turn around they have some stupid article on why um, black men are why powerful black men are going to white women Mm -hmm. and that's always a number one on the list that they are um cruel or untouchable or hardened what do you think do you agree with that well you know i I, you know that we could do another show on that and you're right um (laughs) as as far as that's concerned (laughs) later down line yeah because you know black women um i feel we are being labeled that we're unapproachable and um, exactly that's the word I was looking for right we're we're unapproachable um there's nothing soft about us meaning feminine um and we got to watch that word feminine because I don't like the way it's used in that term because there's many essences of a woman okay one is her feminine Mm -hmm. quality you know even though I'm a gay Mm -hmm. woman I do have a feminine quality to me although I can be um I can be um aggressive. I still have some feminine qualities to me and I don't have and and I don't apologize for that. 
You understand what I'm saying? Because I was, you know, I'm born a woman and, you know, I still have some feminine qualities to me, but we have to be very careful with that word feminine because feminine can be all things, meaning could be other characteristics that make us feminine. And even though as women, we do have masculine traits too, and that's not something to be ashamed of either. But I find that when it comes to black women, we get the whole, everybody wants to throw the whole pot to sink the door at us because the way that we handle certain situations. But you know, black women have learned how to learn how to handle situations since, since, since slavery. We've had to be in certain modes, but I guess people would say, well, we're not in slavery. But the point of the matter is, is that I disagree that black women are unapproachable um, I do, absolutely you know I what I feel is is that sometimes and this is with anybody we all have to learn finesse whether we're gay or straight whenever we go into a relationship we do have to take the edge off if we're looking for a potential mate okay that's with anybody so to me, when we get ascribed these labels and these things like that, that, that to me does permanent damage to black women in terms of their selection of a mate. And um, we have to be very careful about that because, um, you know, getting labeled like that, you know, people don't realize when we throw labels out there, we damage people's prospects. Do you agree? You're right. You're absolutely right. You're right. But like you said, we won't get into this because this will be right. a very long. Yeah, topic. that could be that could be another. We gonna we probably gonna have to have another show on that one. You know, what I I'm think saying? about two or three shows. Two or really, three shows. Okay. Part, yeah, part one, part two, part three. You understand? Like when James Brown used to have his records would be part one. Super bad, part one. Super bad, part two. Godfather, part one. Godfather, part two. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, so so what else about being playful? Because I know you mentioned about you know being playful, but what's so seductive to me? And well, and, of course, being playful with your partner, yeah. laugh, really just being just laughing and smiling. Because sometimes right. we don't even smile. Right. You know, we take life so seriously. Right. So, right. You know, that, that's what I mean. Like sometimes it's it's just just a smile because a smile can make someone's day. You can make or break someone's day with a simple smile. That's absolutely right. Because I know, and I'll give you an example. Um, I had met someone during the summer last year and we met in a bar of all the unrelaxed places but anyway <laughs> <laughs> it was during I would think that is because you got all that liquor well, <laughs> th yeah but you know it is a noisy place though but oh yeah okay it is, it is, it is a noisy place however one of the things that mm -hmm. I thought was so seductive about the individual was the was her smile. Her smile just radiated. And I'm serious. That's why it's important that you smile. Because you don't know. Sometimes that smile could just light you up. You know, just like when you see a little girl, a little boy smile at you, it does light you up. So it's like when I saw that person and they looked at me and they smiled. Oh, my God. That just threw me for a loop. And I'm telling you, it's very important 
that you smile because it just it just radiates to you sunshine it does you know if you showing you know you showing a mean mug that is a turn off I, I don't care what nobody say I'm not attracted to somebody that's got a mean mug what do you think no um, me that's why even when I'm in the store I try to be playful and well, not, I, I wouldn't really call it playful um but be, you know, just be friendly. Just, you know, I'll say good morning or call someone beautiful behind the counter. And a lot of times that makes all the difference in the world for that person. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's sexy, too. When you, when you, you, you say, hey, you know, how you doing, beautiful? Nobody expects to hear that. And that's why. No. It's no. unexpected. And sometimes we got to, you know, go for the unexpected because... A lot of times people are not being told that they're beautiful on a daily basis or they're mm -hmm. told that they have a nice smile or being told, you know, um, how was your day? Something so simple like saying, you know what, good morning. Something simple like good afternoon. Um, how are you? How was your day? You know, we, you know, a lot of times we get so caught up, we forget those simple, simple mannerisms. I think that's what I want to call it, mannerisms. We're getting lost. We, 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 you, we're talking about the art of seduction, but really we're talking about the art of mannerisms also. Don't lose your mannerisms, meaning learning how to say or hello. Or humanity. Right. That's it. You know, something that your mother taught you when you was a little kid. Good morning. Say hello. How are you? Exactly. You know, I, I feel that's lost because we see people... And some people just look at you like you're crazy because you said hello or good morning. And they got this, like, deer in the headlights look like, is she talking to me? Uh, yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> good morning. You know, so don't lose, the like you said, Professor, your humanity. Make sure you laugh and make fun of yourself because a lot of people don't know how to make fun of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Don't take you're yourself right. so seriously. Right. What do you think about taking yourself so seriously? Professor. I don't. I don't take myself that seriously. I actually don't. Um, I really, I'm like a big, well, you know, I like to crack jokes. I like to laugh. I yeah, like you to silly. funny examples. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, you silly. I, I, just, like, that, I like that yeah. you're silly. I like, I like to be that way. Yeah. It's good to be silly. It's silly. You know, I like silly, you know. And as well yeah. as I am, I'm silly, still silly. Is it really, is, is it really silly and just carefree? Like, well, it's, it's you know, it's, don't get upset about it. Yeah, it's it's carefree, but I like the silliness because sometimes people equate <laughs> silliness with being a kid. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with that being silly because you know what? As as much as people make fun of that, there is an innocence to you when you're silly too. You know. There's like sometimes mm -hmm. we we forget about that innocence that we used to have, and and that innocence is not yeah, lost. It's not lost. We still have some innocence to us. Let's not get so labeled with oh you're grown and you're past that. No, I like to hear a silly joke once in a while, or you hear me cracking myself up and I'm laughing. No, I love that because that's that's who I am. And, and, and you know, sometimes my friend will say, oh, you're so silly. I love it. I don't care, you know. Um, so what would be the fourth step in the art of seduction, Professor? 
I think this is a really big one with a lot of people. Don't make yourself available all the time. Don't always be available. I agree. That's right. When you make yeah, when you make yourself available, the person will take you for granted because they think you'll always be there, their servant at any given point in time. Mm-hmm. And being too available doesn't give a person to a time to miss you, want you, or appreciate you when you're not there, because you're always there. That's right. And 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 that's right. And a lot of times we take it for granted because the person is there or they're next door. Oh, I could go always knock on their door. They're there all the time, or you know what I'm saying. Or every time I call, they always pick up the phone. But one thing that's important is that you want to keep things interesting. Okay, keep it exciting. You know, if a person mm-hmm. asks you out for a date, don't immediately agree. I and I agree with that. You know, always say, right. you know, I'm going to check my let me let me check my calendar first. Let me see what's going on this week. And then agree. You know, because you you don't want it to be one-sided. You know, you want to see like, you know, you're going to compromise about, you know, you're making arrangements, but you want to see that you know, okay, let me see my availability. And if you don't have anything going on, still play it cool. You know what I'm saying? Just exactly. play it cool because I feel the, more, the less available you are, the more luring you are. What do you think? You're, you're right. You're right. You have to be appreciated. And with anything, we don't appreciate something unless we have the opposite of it. You don't appreciate a good woman until you have a bad one. You don't appreciate a good man until you have a bad one. And you don't appreciate someone if they're always there. That's right. Because you rely on them and you take them for granted. Mm -hmm. And and also, if you're the type, like I'm the type of person, I like like going to certain events. And um, because that keeps me fascinated that, you know, I'm, that holds my interest or I might hang out with some other friends that keeps things going. You you want that, you know, you you want mm-hmm. to be, you know what? Um, I don't know if I can meet you on this day because I'm going here. I'm going to this um, art exhibit or I'm going to this concert or, you know, and also try to, you know, find out that's an opportunity for you to find out what are some of the things that they do. Because you may find out right. that you like the same things. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's important in the initial phases of dating is to go out. Because that puts you, you see how that person acts in a different setting as opposed to always intimate or in a closed setting. I think it's, a, it's not good all the time to just, when you're first starting out, to always be in a closed setting with that person. You know what I'm saying? Show your exuberance. Let them show their exuberance. And I think, to me, that will keep um, things interesting. You know what I'm saying? So fill up your calendar with real events and real people and and let them know. (laughs) No, seriously, because I can say to you, all right, Professor, you know, let's go. you You know, let's go to this. Let's go to this thing. Like my I'll give you an example. My 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 big my buddy. My childhood buddy Ruben, we went to this film festival that um, um, basically was showing different um, mini documentaries about people's sex lives. Okay, mm-hmm. and and it was a hit. And and he and in fact he went last year. He told me about. It. I said, "Come on, man, let's go hang out." 
And we just went and hung out And we had a blast Because we didn't know what to expect Because there was a little bit of porn in it Like many little porn And they were talking about polyamorism relationships And gay relationships Straight relationships Domination And it was crazy But it was like totally But it was crazy It was, it was something to talk about You know what I'm saying So do fun things you know what I'm saying? Do fun and don't mm-hmm. be and if you and if don't be home twiddling your thumbs if you don't have to. But like I said, play it cool. And even if you even if you don't have anything going on, play it cool. You're absolutely right. You know. So, what do you think is well, what would be the fifth step in le- in the art of seduction? Make use of body language. All right. Talk to me about that. Um, making use of body language or making effective use of body language is to move with confidence. Mm-hmm. Okay? You are confident about who you are. Sometimes people actually move and it can be interpreted as insecurities. People can see your insecurities in your body language. True. You know, learning how to flirt properly, using eye contact. These are very powerful tools that are not used that often. And you know, like we discussed earlier or we mentioned earlier, that things are so blatant nowadays. So no one knows how to do gentle signs letting you know what's going on, giving the person a chance to think about if they want to be with you. You know what I mean? Everything is so blatant, you know, where it's just laid out there for a quick display. They don't have to think. But at least all these suggestive or sexy or slow, well-thought-out moves or moves that you do naturally Plant seeds, and that's what's important. Do you agree? I agree with that. I think this is your opportunity to show your manners, too, because that's part of your body language. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're going out, you know, and, you know, I mean, from my perspective, you know, know, as a gay woman, you know, um, I'll open a door for a lady. I will. You know what I'm saying? Let her walk through Mm -hmm. first. When we walking in the sh- on the street, this is very important, and, he, and this is even in straight communities. I let my girlfriend walk on the opposite side of me, meaning she's gonna walk to the right of me while I'm walking along the street. Okay, that's showing that you're protecting her. Men will mm-hmm. say the same thing. That's showing that they're protecting their woman. Simple things like if y'all going out for dinner, and you know you wanna. Um, you know, if you find that that person is that, you know, you can, you can, you know, um, get the chair for her so she can sit up to the table, you know. Um, that, that's a way of showing your body language in a way that shows you have respect, you know, meaning that, you know, you don't have to be Shakespeare with your words, but your body can tell that person how confident you are by your mannerisms also and I'm big on that I'm, I'm big on how you conduct yourself like if I'm with a lady and we're going out I watch I watch those little subtleties 
and you find out that you know some women have a level of sophistication about them that they conduct themselves a certain way you know they're not trash talking you know right away cursing out their mouth and all kind of stuff like that so that's important to mm-hmm. me it's very important now if we get to know each other or whatever you know we're talking slang or whatever okay that might be all well and good but i'm saying when you first meeting somebody you want to make sure that your body language is correct and that you're showing mm-hmm. them that you have respect and i think a lot of people think respect is through words but respect comes through body language as well because respect shows them your body language of respect shows them that not only you're confident but you respect their territory you respect them and you treat them like you treat them as if they were your own at that moment you know what i'm saying so people exactly people really do gravitate they really do gravitate to that they gravitate that you know how to control your space but you control your space mm-hmm. in a way that it's not overbearing it's just enough so that they you're allowing that person to feel comfortable in your space am i am, right. am, am i communicating something here that is that something that you agree with i agree i agree with that um very much that you do communicate it um, with your body language, but I also think that um, messages are sent with body languages, with body language, but also it is solidified with how you dress, your appearance. Yes, yes. Yes. That, that makes all the difference in the world. That can um, make something as simple as, uh, you know, flirting with the eyes or a walk go from you know she has a certain sex appeal to she is available right now for anything that goes well, yeah. <laughs> so I think, it, it, yeah, I think it can send a lot of messages yeah so. yeah that eye contact is critical because exactly. when you when you use the eye contact to flirt it's incredible eyes are mm-hmm. incredible tools but you got to use them wisely. When you are in a place and, you know, when you're talking with your date, you should lock eyes with them when you're talking. Because when you, mm-hmm. when you're, if you're looking away that does not signal confidence, always lock eyes with the person that you're talking with because that means you're holding their attention and it screams confidence. Okay? Mm-hmm. But remember, when you're in a place and you're, in a room with a bunch of people when you roam the room don't try to scan the room at every have your eyes at every person <laughs> okay <laughs> because it's a turn off I feel um you know people want to feel special so just have your eyes on a few people not the whole damn room you know what I'm saying because <laughs> because what it shows is that you're not in control of yourself you just loose you understand what I'm saying? And you don't really care. You're just looking to see who is going to pop your way. Just because you... Yeah, who you can snatch up next, right, right? Right, who you can snatch up next. And to me, that's fake to me. And I've seen people do that. They they roam in the whole room. Not a couple couple people. They just roam in the whole damn room. And that mm-hmm. is a turn off. I'm telling you people out there. That's a turn off right there. 
Okay, that's a turn off. So make sure you watch that when you're on a date, you give eye contact to that person. Show them that you're confident. Right. Show them that you're interested. And talk with confidence and use your body language with confidence. Now, what would be the sixth step in the art of seduction? Don't be a complete open book. Oh, boy. I like that one. Go, yes. go, go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't be a complete open book, meaning they should not know your entire life story in 2.5 seconds. Meaning how you argued with your father when you was at 14, <laughs> you wanted to be a model right. at 17, right. but you couldn't because you uh -huh. broke your leg or right. you ate too much food and they right. told you you were fat and then you got an insecurity problem. Right. And then your um, insecurity problem was compounded because the guy left you at the prom <laughs> and went with the other girl that was prettier and taller and skinnier than you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't need to know all of that right away. <laughs> right. That can come up maybe years later. I wouldn't even say right. later. Uh -huh. All of that is not necessary. So don't be a complete open book. What do you think? <laughs> I agree with you. Who needs to know that, you know, um, at 17, you was on Star Search? <laughs> <laughs> And you got thrown out in round 10, you know, um, or <laughs> nobody needs to know, like, you know, not right away at least, you know, don't try to tell them about your parents and blah, you know, a lot of times, and not unless the conversation comes up about your parents or whatever, but don't kill them with information already about the parents, you know, you're not getting married yet. So you know what I'm saying? You so know, you mean they can't they can't know about my star search uh, attempt? Well, they they can know about the star search attempt, you know, because you know I'm dating myself when I talk about star search, but I can't be I, I'm not dating myself too bad because Aaliyah when she was a little kid she was on star search, and so mm -hmm. was Shanice Shanice Wilson, um, mm -hmm. but you know, um, <laughs> but like I said, you know, um, don't give them these boring. You know these bo these boring, drawn out conversations about stuff that happened thirty years ago. Right away, don't don't do it to them. You know, don't 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 mm. kill them with that. Cause right, that's a good turn off. <laughs> that will just turn them. It's nothing seductive about it. Okay, nothing. No, no, it's no, it's not. You know, it's nothing seductive about when you. You know, um, they chased you around the block because you had high waters on, and you know that that gave you self-esteem issues. And no, um, they can't know about my my. They can't know about my baby kids and how they uh, no, sit up there and beat no. up the teacher and right. everybody in the class right away. Yeah, no, they can't. Well, what about little Junior and how he, he likes to go to the bathroom in the bed? They don't need yeah, to know about or how or how you know so and so <laughs> peed the bed. When you were 10 and y'all shared the bed, no. Um, don't kill them with uh, them, those type of stories yet. <laughs> Not yet. You know, you, listen, you're just trying to get to know the person. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and don't go for shock value. You know, don't talk about disgusting things, you know, right away. 
you know, that you used to eat your boogers when you were a kid and all this kind of stuff. What? You know, and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> don't do that. That's not nice. Don't, don't do that. That's, that. That really is disgusting to me. But, you know, you, but if you are forced into telling a little bit about yourself, just stick to some vague stuff. Not specific details. You know, you can talk about where you came from, how you grew up, you know, but put it in conversation form. Don't put it as a big, long uh, memoir, like you writing your, your autobiography or something. No, don't do that because that's a good way for you to lose out on your opportunity to get to know someone and possibly basically a, a, they, a potential they will run for the hills. Is that right, you saying? make them run for the hills. You know what I'm saying? Don't do okay. that. That's not nice. All right. <laughs> now, what what okay. would be number seven in learning the the art of seduction? To be patient. Be patient. Be patient, like with yourself, with yes. the process of getting to know someone else. Um. Be patient with that person. You know, don't um, don't try to rush them down the aisle, or just don't try to rush them. Period. Taking your time, understanding yourself. What do you think? Well, you know, I think one thing. You know that 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 saying, patience is a virtue. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's back to what we spoke about earlier about being needy and thirsty. You know, mm-hmm. when you're needy and thirsty, you're not patient. You just jump in the gun. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Meaning that be patient. Wait for the person. Wait for their desire to catch up to you. Don't be talking about marriage, and they just talking about making arrangements to go on a first date. You're already a mm-hmm. hundred blocks up, and they're only at block one. Right, let 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 you know. Don't do that. That's that's being anxious. You know, that's being thirsty, and that's being needy. Desperate. Desperate, Desperate too. Yeah. You know, um, let them discover you. That's why I said sometimes a good meal is a slow cooked meal. That's a good meal, not a fast food meal. A slow cooked meal is a good meal, meaning. When you are slow cooking the food, that means you have to be patient. Because, you know, you want to taste every bit of the seasoning. You want to taste the potatoes. You want to taste the meat. You want to taste the carrots. You want to taste all the bay leaves, everything. You want to taste all of that stew. But the only way you can taste all of the stew is by being patient. You got to let it slow cook. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't you want somebody to know how really awesome you are? And that means, mm-hmm. again, if we go back to what we discussed, that means pulling back on telling them everything about yourself. Meaning, like, just relax. You know, pull back a little bit. You can give them a little tidbit here, a little tidbit there. But let them discover. They'd be like, wow, I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know that you sold like you, Professor. You sew. A lot of people don't know that you sew. Okay. Yep. 
and and then or me oh I didn't know you played in a band oh I didn't know you performed professionally a lot of people are very shocked when I when when they find out that I I'm a professional musician very shocked mm -hmm. but I love it because that makes me more seductive <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Makes me more seductive. Just like you sewing makes you more seductive. It doesn't matter what the thing is. It just makes you more seductive. Because, because yeah, it's different. Right. Because it's different. It's like, you know, oh, I didn't know that about you. That's what it means by being patient. They need to discover how awesome you are. And if you don't believe you're awesome, mm -hmm. how do you think you're going to seduce somebody? If you don't think you're awesome, what do you think, Professor? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, now did you say that there was one final uh, step in the art of seduction? And what, uh, absolutely. And, and that one is to pay attention to detail. Which means a lot of times we get involved with someone and we don't pay attention to those little things that they may like. You don't know if they like to have their breakfast sandwich toasted or not toasted or if they like to use certain fabric softener or if you if they like to go out on certain nights or drink certain wine, we don't pay attention to details of someone we're interested in. We don't even pay attention to details of ourselves sometimes, which is very important. Because those details teach us a lot about that person. It gets us to understand. It gets us to, to be a part of and to know and learn that person. When you don't, and that's how you get close to someone because they know that you care because you paid attention to the smallest detail. It's just like your mom when you were growing up or your grandmother. She always knows how to make you feel better. And let's say that's with some nice homemade cookies and some milk. Especially if you had a rough day at school or you were crying or something. Your mother or your grandmother would do something that would make you feel comfortable. And that's what paying attention to detail does for you if you're involved with someone. It lets them know that you're paying attention to that extra detail that will make them feel special in this relationship with you. That you right. care enough to pay attention to that detail. Because right. it's about caring. It is. It is. It is. And it's very important that you know those details. Um, and, and, and when I say pay attention to details, something so simple like bringing a flower for someone, it don't have to be a bouquet. Mm -hmm. Okay? But if you bring a rose for them and you notice that they do like flowers or they like plants and you bring a rose for them, let me tell you something. That says a lot. And you know what happens when you pay attention that way? That means the next time, you know, they know that you're paying attention to them. They know that these little things, and I, and I want to reiterate that, is that it's not the big things. It's the little things that you notice. You know, like here's another example. 
like if you you notice that this person is a cook and they like to cook for others and they want to open like their own business serving food and you find a class for them to take so that they know the legalities of running a bar or restaurant or something like that that's that's what I'm talking about that's a detail and mm -hmm. that person was like wow they really are listening to me they're really paying attention exactly. to me and that's important because that, that you get you you know you really you really can capture someone's eye just on that basic details you know because you're letting them know I am listening to you I am paying attention to you and I know what you like I know some of the things that you like at least one or two of the things that you like and you work on that you work on that so professor I think we've come to the end of our steps and you want to highlight those eight steps in order just to let people remind people what we were talking about and then I want you to talk about your show coming up this Saturday in Brooklyn so reiterate those eight steps again okay the eight steps that we have found our top steps for the artist seduction is the first one is stop being needy second to relax third be playful fourth don't always be available fifth make use of body language six don't be a complete open book seven be patient and eight pay attention to detail those are our top eight ones for the art of seduction and as far as this Friday oh, at sorry. Brown Sugar. <laughs> I said Saturday. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. That's your birthday. You partying. You, you already started partying. That's you why. got it. You but. got it. You got it. Go ahead. <laughs> it's your birthday. It's your birthday. That's right. But, yes. This Friday, February 9th at Brown Sugar on Market Garvey Boulevard in Brooklyn, Bedside. I am having, well, the professor is having a night of seduction with the professor. We're going to have nice eats. We're going to have games. We're going to have sexy folk. And we're going to have a wonderful and a hot and sexy after party. Oh, so boy. everyone should join us. Because, you know, we're going to talk some talk and do some things. And, you know, the professor's going to go through the art of seduction and the art of a whole bunch of other things, too. But I don't want to give it all away until afterwards. But join us there for this lovely, lovely party. Because it's introduction to Pearls of Black. And you get to see some wonderful products that you can use with your partner or even by yourself if you're alone. So but either way, make your Valentine's Day great with us. So tell them how they can, you know, um, come to the party. What do they need to do? Well, all you have to do is go to 4 
32 Marcus Kagari Boulevard in Brooklyn, New York. You can pay at the door. Mm-hmm. No, 433, sorry. I said 432, but it's the same thing. But come, you can either go to the door and pay your $25. You get two mimosa drinks. We have a goodie bag. Or you can go on Eventbrite and look for the professor. And then you can pay for it there. We also have an after party in case you don't want to come to the whole party, but you pay the $25 that includes the after party, but the after party starts at about 11, 11.30. And it's until we're going to rock out all night. Oh, boy. So you can pay at the door or an event right. And what is the dress, what is the attire for the um, event? Well, nice, sexy, casual, please. We would like no jeans, no. That's well, important. really no sneakers. You can have some nice jeans, mm-hmm. you know. But this is for the grown and the sexy. All so right. dress grown and sexy. How That's, about that? This that... is a pre-Valentine's Day after work event. Mm-hmm. So, dress like adults. <laughs> We're adults now. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. We are grown folks now. You know, we're not kitties. We're not kitties. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's important. There's there's nothing out there for adults anymore. That's right. I agree. So come out there with your nice dress, casual. You know, no one says you got to come with a tuxedo. It's not that serious. But Mm. look good. Because you never know who you're going to meet. We're going to have some really nice, sexy, single people. Because guys... After my pleasure parties, you want to be there because there's going to be some beautiful women there, and men should be there if they want to find a mate. That's it. That's what's up. And the women will be there if they want to find a mate, male or female, and vice versa. That's <laughs> right. That's it. That's right. Let it hang, babe. Yeah. And what's important that we want to, you know, let you know is that we're going to broadcast this show um, twice. You know, twice a day. We're going to try to do twice a day. Um, we're going to go for the first. Uh, what time are we going to go for the first broadcast? I, I guess about, I don't know. I guess people can listen on their lunch hour. That's a good okay. time. What do you so, think? So we'll do the first broadcast will be at 12 noon. And then we'll have another broadcast um, like for the, you know, for people coming home from work. Um, we'll have a we'll have a the next broadcast will be um like around eight o'clock at night, um, uh, which will be okay. a good time to listen. And um it'll be on live three sixty five. Just look for a bowl of soul and you will tune in, make sure we'll be at noon to listen to love, sex and relationships and at eight PM you can tune in to hear love sex and relationships on live 365 just look for a bowl of soul uh radio network and you tune in at 12 and at 8 p.m you will hear love sex and relationships and make sure you tune into a bowl of soul on the progressive radio network www.prn.fm where i pay independent r&b soul and classic soul um, make sure because you know it, listen we got to put the music together with the love that's why I call it a bowl of soul a mix to a soul music and make sure you can check it out um, listening to a bowl of soul 
Online 365, 365 days of the year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week of soul. So, Professor. All right, ma'am. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, make <laughs> sure you let them know uh, what's your website? It's com. Beautiful. And when you want to catch up with me, Professor T Love, just go to www.abowlofsoul.com. What is your email? Well, we, we're supposed to be having our email address. Do we have that ready, Professor? Yes. Well, right now we have the professor at lovesexrelationships.com. All you right. You can write us there. So repeat that again. The question the professor at lovesexrelationships.com. All right. And you can send any questions, comments, or anything. We look for it. Any suggestions that you may have, or even comments about the show. I love that. And what's going to happen is we're going to also do this show live where you can call us live and, exactly. and, and mix it up with us and talk about certain topics. And the next topic we're going to talk about, Professor, for the next podcast will be what? I think we said we it. are going. Say it again. Yeah, go ahead. What is the next topic we're going to talk about for the next podcast? Let's see. Hmm, we had a lot of good ones there. Well, we said we were going to talk about narcissism. Narcissism. Narcissistics. Right. Okay. Narcissism. Right. Identifying it. Right. That's right. Identif Narcissistic partners. Right. Oh, that's going to be Absolutely. hot. Absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be a good. Yes. That's going to be a good one. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. That's going because we there's a lot of people out here that are very narcissistic. <laughs> um, and to the point that it's deadly to their relationship too. Yeah, um, yeah. Toxic. Yeah, it's toxic. So we, I guess we can really call it the two: narcissism and toxic relationships. Yes, they usually go hand in hand. Yeah, they go hand. Might in as well hand. put just put them. Yeah, right. Put them together because they go hand in hand. Yeah, they go hand in hand. So we hope that you enjoyed our first podcast of loves and love, sex, and relationships. Talking about the learning the art of seduction and we hope that you tune in to us the next podcast which will be coming up next week <laughs> so yeah. and and we'll be coming up next week and we're going to let you know um to tune in um to the podcast we will be having this podcast done again um usually we try mm -hmm. to do the podcast what we're going to be doing on every tuesday um, Every Tuesday. Yeah, we're gonna be. Yeah, that's a good day. <laughs> we flowing here, y'all. So we're gonna be doing our podcast every Tuesday, and then we're gonna post it up for you for the following day to listen to it from twelve to four. But in the meantime, we just want to bid you adieu. We're gonna say good night to you all, and we hope that you will continue to listen to us on love, sex, and relationships. Go ahead, Professor. Tell them, you know, tell them your goodbyes. I want to say good night and goodbye and thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to doing this once again with the Professor and Professor T. Love on Love, Sex, Relationships. Have a good night. Have a good night, y'all.
拜。